Hey, everyone, how many times have you been told, hear this message, it's going to change your life, you'll never be the same again. I've heard them too, and I didn't change. This one is going to change your life, how to become what God called you to be, and how to change the world. Don't miss it. Hello, everyone, and welcome again to another podcast, More Faith, More Life. I want to help you today. I want your life to get better, and that's what we're talking about, how to use our faith to make our life better. And, and uh, God wants to help make your life better. I want to help make your life better. But uh, Zion and I, Zion, you hear me mention his name, producer, director of this. Uh, we were just talking before we started today about how many people consider themselves or have uh, ministries that they call themselves prophets or they give prophecy. And we both come into the same thing. It's either just uh, gibberish of unimportant stuff here. And, but I mentioned it's just like the same old, same old, you know. You know, you know what they're going to say. You know they're going to say great things are coming your way. And uh, a lot of times you notice the prophets in the Bible, uh, they didn't always say great things were going to come your way. Uh, so, uh, but the, the level of prophecy in the church should always be to exhort, to comfort, to build up. But that's the prophecy people in the church. That's not a prophet. A prophet would be one that has a message from God for everybody, not just, not just that person or this person or that person. So that's an, another subject we'll have to do later. But I want to tell you words today that can be prophetic if you've been praying, Lord, what am I doing wrong? How can I make my life better? How can I get ahead in life? How can I improve financially? relationships, job, just relationships on the job to job, relationship, I'm not happy in my job. Uh, maybe you'd like to be in the ministry. Maybe you are in some kind of ministry, maybe local in the church, and it's just, you know, it's not really going anywhere. It's okay, but uh, it's just not going the direction and growing the way you'd like it to. And then we want to talk about doing better in your soul, and your soul is your mind, your will, and your emotions. We'll get all tormentors out, every voice going off and just driving you, all those things. So I want to help you get ahead and uh, read this scripture to you. It says uh, from Ephesians 6.10, finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Great scripture, right? How do you do that? Where do you start? Where do you start to be strong in the Lord? Do you just raise your muscles and say, I'm going to do this, I'm going to press on in my... But mostly, when, as soon as you make that decision, what are you doing? You're in your own strength again. It's not his strength. It's not his, being strong in his mighty power. You're just up in your own mighty power. So we're gonna go to the, let's go the opposite direction, all right? Let's go the opposite direction of trying to do better, push harder, and be a better you. So let's start out with this. When it says, be strong in the Lord and his mighty power, understand this. Weakness is not attractive. Weakness is not attractive. And if you put across weakness, you're not going to be the first to get the raise. You're not going to be the first that people call on for help. You're not going to be the one that advances because you, you appear weak. And I noticed that a lot of people today, uh, and I really, um, both men and women, uh, but I notice a lot, just because I'm a man, uh, how many uh, men, and even Christian men, because that's ideal a lot in that area, they appear weak. They walk weak. <laughs> their head's hanging weak. They look scared, or their shoulders are down, or their head's down. Even uh, 
talk, I was talking to someone about in our church about just walking through the aisle when you come down the aisle for church. You know, church maybe it just started and you're coming down to get your seat or whatever. And I mentioned like, how many people walk down the aisle week? You know what they, they look at the floor. There's people all around them. There's a crowd all around them. And they look at the floor. They look somewhere else. Their eyes don't meet. They look afraid. They look nervous. Hey, reach out to some people. Be strong. Be strong in the Lord. Now, why do you need to be strong in the Lord? Because we want you, I want you, to tap into the strength of God because that is the strength that you are not rather than into the strength that you are. And so uh, I talked more about that the other day with some folks about weakness is not attractive. What is attractive? Be certain. Do you know the Bible says faith is being certain of what we hope for. It's being sure of what we hope for. If you're going to walk by more faith, a faith person has surety, has strength. They are sure. <laughs> they, they are uh, completely certain. And so you, you want to be certain. And this is not certain in your own strength. This is faith in the strength of God and the power of God and the ways of God. And so walk with some certainty, huh? You have a Savior, you have a God, you're not alone, the Holy Spirit, everything God's working for you, and there's great things, opportunity to walk in that. I talked to him about this, I've talked about quiet power. A lot of times people think that noisy power is what you do. I, I notice sometimes parents uh, no reflection on you, Zion, if I mention parents and you happen to yell at your kids recently, but you know the routine is that eventually just yelling doesn't work. You can't just yell. And a lot of parents get to the frustrated part where they begin to yell, even at their teenagers. And uh, I try to teach and help people understand that I never had to yell, I don't remember, maybe once in 20 years of raising kids or whatever, or more, longer than that. Uh, but I never raised my voice. You know what? Because quiet power, authority doesn't have to. And that's res people respect that. People respect it. They respect somebody that's certain and quiet power. And then most of all, walk in integrity. Integrity. Take full responsibility for your life. That's a rare person today. Everybody's looking for somebody to blame or for an excuse. Wise is the person that makes no excuse and looks and says, listen, I'm responsible for myself. I could have made a lot of different decisions, and I didn't. And now I'm responsible for that. Now I want, we might want to change it, right? I also mentioned this. Uh, I'll talk to the guys. I can't talk to the girls on this one. I talk to all the guys that are looking for a girlfriend or a wife or a, you want to you ask somebody to marry you, you know, you want to get a, a special person in your life. I told them, like, okay, let's go over it again. Guys, in this culture, men are portrayed as weak on TV particularly, the sitcoms. Stop it. Don't copy it, right? All right? If you, you want to get a woman in your life, take what I'm saying. Weakness is not attractive, okay? Weakness is not attractive. Be certain. Walk with a certainty. Talk with a certainty. Be certain of who you are, where you're going, what you're doing, you don't have to take all credit, say, with God's help, God's will. You know, I'm praying about this, doing better, and taking this. But you still got to be certain, but you don't have to be certain alone. 
you have a God, okay? And then integrity. Women like integrity. Everybody likes it. But uh, you want to gain favor with the women? Take responsibility for your life. Let them say you are a person responsible for yourself. No excuses, no whining, no complaining, right? It's not my fault. You know, it's the way I was. I wasn't treated right when I was a kid. Nobody wants to hear that. It makes you unattractive. Okay, so now I'm just helping to get the girls now, right? Okay, all you single guys out there wondering why you can't get a date. Try some of these things that I'm telling you today. Okay, so when we take that and we begin to uh, realize that these, uh, oh, wait, I want to add one more to it that I added, and that is stop being afraid. Work on fear. Some fear, okay, is important. I don't, you know, you don't want to go jump off a building because you're not afraid. That's ridiculous. That's foolishness. But the fears that are, that's not controlling most people. Most people, as I've taught many, many times, are afraid of things, and guess what? That are never going to happen. Probably never going to happen. So get rid of all those voices of fear. Stop being afraid, right? And, and I wrote down this on a piece of paper. Let me find it here. Fear, the fearless live limitless. The fearless live limitless. We limit ourselves by too, many, too much fear. Anxiety, fear, trepidation, afraid to step out and uh, work hard. Be a hard worker. Just plan if you want to succeed, especially if you want to start a business, a side business, you want to you work for somebody else to get that paycheck, but then you want to start a side business or whatever. You can succeed at most of them, but you have to work hard. And that's the part they don't tell you. All right. Work, work hard. All right. So let's back up now uh, a little bit here where I talked about the biggest mistake that I see people making when they, when they get to the point where you're a good worker, I mean, you have a job and you're, you're a fair worker, you know, you're, you're a good worker. Uh, you're doing okay. Uh, hope you could be the best <coughs> worker. Uh, but now in the area of work, job, relationships, parenting, ministry, church relationships, home relationships, whatever we're talking about is most people are making this one big mistake. They are driven by a culture that's so insecure that most people, without realizing it, are going through life trying to prove who they are, trying to prove they were right. Maybe they felt all along their parents didn't approve of them or they didn't, your parents didn't think you were very smart or whatever. So now you're not living at home anymore or you're married or whatever, and yet you're still driven, you're still trying to prove something to your mom or dad or grandma or teacher or former boss or, or former friends. You're still trying to prove you were right. You And now the worst one of all, you're trying to prove you know what you're doing and you know who you are. Now, most people think that. They will, they'll tell you they're running their life based on what they know they like. Okay, they know what they like or they think they do and they're running their life like that. Okay, so here's what I want you to do. I want you to start thinking you if you're a responsible person, you have already done everything you know to do to succeed. That doesn't mean you're failing, but you're not succeeding. You're not prospering. You're not moving ahead. You're doing okay financially, but you're bare, you know, 
paycheck to paycheck, whatever. Uh, you're okay. You're making the car payment, but eh, it's eating up everything, you know, and you don't ever have extra. And when you do, you're using credit cards for extra. All right. So here's what I want you to begin to think about. You are going to fail. You're not going to prosper. You're not going to succeed if you continue in life to try to prove who you are, prove you are right, prove you know what you're doing, and prove you know who you are, right? How, do, how, how can I get you to succeed? Here's what I need you to do. Uh, you, you need to begin develop not who you are, what is causing you to fail or not succeed is because of who you are not, okay? You've, you've maxed out who you are. Okay, good. You're using your talent as best you know, and you're trying to work hard. Maybe you're trying to be honest. You've tried a second, you know, sideline job. You're trying to be a better dad. All these things. Okay, what you need to do is start, stop proving who you are and stop proving you know what you're doing. What you need to do is start being who you are not. So take the, take the list. Maybe uh, you're not that outgoing. Maybe you are fearful. Maybe you're not a brave. You're not a strong person. You're not brave. You tend to back down. Uh, you, tend, you tend to be fearful. Okay. So make a list of all the things you're not. Because if you were, uh, if you were brave... If you were certain, right? If you had that quiet power, if you walked in integrity with taking responsibility for your life, and then what else are you not? Well, let me give an example. Uh, my life fell apart while I was in the ministry. You can always, at the time, there was nothing to blame myself for. Uh, I didn't really do anything wrong. I was just going through life doing pretty good. And it was other people. It was other people doing stuff. But I, I could not get anywhere blaming other people. So I started taking responsibilities and there, there's things in my life that, that I have not followed through with and I could do better. Okay. So I began to think what I'm not. And through that, I got a breakthrough because, uh, I heard God talking about this word revival, renewal, revival, the power of God. And like, I had none of it. I had no experience, really never seen it work, heard about it, watched a few things on, you know, the internet or whatever. Me, it never, never through me. And so all of a sudden I had to begin to think about, well, what, what about developing what I'm not? And so I began to ask God for it. I began to realize this is what I'm not. There's some things I'm not. And I can be strong in the Lord though, and in his mighty power, because he has the ability to create in me what I'm not. Nobody else does. And so uh, I went along, okay, so success struck, as I told you, like I went from obscurity to celebrity, sort of, Christian, in the Christian realm, not in the worldly realm, just the Christian realm, kind of a Christian celebrity, and I was on every talk show, Christian talk show and others, uh, interviews, uh, everybody, seemed like everybody wanted to know what I had to say, which was new for me. Well, then I got asked to write a book. Would you write a book of what's going on and what's happening? And I thought, write a book. And I began to think, wow. I told, told our church the other day, wow, you know, I didn't pay attention in school. I never did a book report. You say, where, 
my granddaughter wants to know. She doesn't. She's just amazed. She's a great student. And uh, how how did you get through high school not ever writing a book report? So you get people to write them for you. <laughs> you know, you figure out ways. You've seen that in uh, movies and you know comedy movies. How somebody will do that. Laundry. I got people to do my laundry for me in college. I never wrote a term paper. I always, you know, I never in all in high school never. Well, now all of a sudden. <laughs> And I took one English class in college. I think English one. That's you had to. That was it. Now I'm a grown up. Been in the ministry years. I get the opportunity that a publisher. A lot of people want to get published, right? A publisher comes to me. Say we want to publish a book by you. Ah, I never written anything. So guess what? If I'm going to do this, I'm going to have to become what I'm not. I'm going to become a writer. I'm not one. So. I began to dig in. I began to study a little bit. I found another writer who's a good writer and uh, found that person. I said, listen, I don't know how to write anything. Could I write? And then you look at it and you tell me what's wrong with it. And that's how I started learning how to write. And I got better and better and better, less and less over the year. And other years, I did two books published right away from two different publishers. I learned to write. I'm better now. That's been a few years ago. I'm better now. But I, I realized if I'm going to advance and be successful, I got to learn to do something I'm not. I am not a writer, but I'm going to learn and I'm going to find out how to do it. All right. So fortunately, I uh, in the early years of ministry, I, I knew music, but I'd never written a song before I was a Christian. And as I become a Christian, I'm traveling. We're doing music. I, I need to write some songs. It's going to make me more successful. And it did. Uh, so I, I'm not a songwriter but I'm going to have to become what I'm not. So what was holding me back was not what I was. And what was holding me back is trying to prove that I'm valuable as I am. Okay, so what? Okay, you're valuable, I'm valuable, but I'm stuck. I want to succeed. I want to break out. I want to get in different circles of people. I want to influence more people. I want to make more money, whatever you, you say. So what's holding you back? See, what you need to do is what's holding you back is not who you are. It's who you're not. And most people are not brave enough to become who they are not. And they don't know how to become how, who they are not. And it's too hard. It's too scary. It's too difficult. But that's how you'll succeed. Personality-wise, maybe you're an introvert. You get cranky. You're hard to get along with. Well, you need to get rid of that. Become who you are not. Get a personality, right? Get, get a sense of humor. Laugh at yourself a little bit. Uh, be easy to get along with. Stop being critical. You see, you need to be, you say, well, I'm not the life of the party, or I'm not that outgoing. Okay, I wasn't either. I was, I'm, a, I'm by nature a very closed introvert and satisfied with being one, but I can't be that. I can't be an introvert. I can't be always analyzing how I feel and my feelings and then wanting to talk about my feelings to everybody. That's going to make you fail, right? You got to be the person you're not. And that is you are outgoing, you're successful, you're strong, you uh, are uh, happy with, with the direction God's taking your life. Get him in your life. Okay. So one of the things that uh, will help you, one of the things that will help you is the, in the kingdom of God, change is possible. Now, not just you changing yourself, but change that is not of yourself. Now, in the Bible, uh, in, the, in the Bible, there were people, let's just names that you'd know, okay? 
that were not. They're going to have to become what they're not, okay? I mentioned this the other day, Abraham. You've heard of Abraham? Abraham was minding his own business. I like, that's my wording. It doesn't, the Bible doesn't say that. But his, his father made, was an idol maker and probably an idol worshiper, which is the home that Abraham grew up in around being idol worshiping. Well, God tells him, I want to take you and I'm going to make my kind of people out of you. I'm going to make you a great nation. I'm going to bless you. I'm going to make you a blessing. And we're going to start a new kind of people. And we're going to start with you. And he's like, what? And God says, now I need you to go where I'm going to send you. He didn't even know where it was. He just had to start going. And, and that was not who he was. Idol worship home, right? And here the real God, the true God is talking to him. Well, if he's going to go and become a blessing and be blessed, and God really wanted to bless him, by the way. God, wanted, God said, I'm, God made him rich. Not just blessed like I feel good about myself, blessed, okay? He had to become what he was not, the leader of a new nation. And he had to become a blessing, not an idol worshiper, all right? So he had to do that. Joseph in the Bible, you know, you might not know, uh, who, okay, who's Joseph? Remember, the Technicolor dream coat, the coat, and uh, they made the movie, A Prince of Egypt, about him, right? Or, no, wait, that was Moses, right? What's the... Uh, did they ever make a, you know, there's a, there's a, uh, oh, a musical. There's a musical. That's what it is. Joseph and the Technicolor Dreamcoat. Uh, and it's a great musical. And you might know it by that. But anyway, he got thrown in a well by his brothers thinking he would die and be gone because they didn't like him and he upset him. And, uh, he got rescued and he had, he ended up in a prison and everything. But through that, he gets offered the job by Pharaoh Pharaoh of Egypt, most powerful man in the world at the time, to be his second in command. What did he know about that? What did he know? He was the youngest of all the brothers. They threw him down a well. He's been trying to survive in prison. What does he know about running a nation? But he was strong in the Lord and became strong in his mighty power. And God changed him and made him into what he was not. And he led, and he ran the whole country for Pharaoh. Uh, maybe some more. Mo Moses, you know Moses now. And that is the Prince of Egypt, by the way, movie. <laughs> Cartoon movie, animated. Now they have a musical of that too. God said, I want you to deliver my people. You know that, the burning bush, all that. And guess what? Moses is saying, I can't do it. I can't speak. I'm not. And in fact, he, he had killed an Egyptian 40 years ago. So in Egypt, he's a murderer. And I want to send you back. Okay, courage was, was not him. Courage. He's afraid to go back. Speaking, I'm not. I am not a good speaker, right? So he begins to talk about to God all the things he is not. And God doesn't listen or pay any attention because he's going to make Moses not what he is. He's going to make him what he's not. And that's going to be the deliverer. Paul in the Bible, the same thing. One last example. He's, uh, uh, he persecutes Christians. He throws, gets them thrown in prison. He approves of their death. Stephen in the Bible got stoned. They killed him. He's there applauding, we should say. He didn't applaud, but, you know, approving. And he's walking on this road to Damascus, and God strikes him with the power of God. Bang! He experiences God. And guess what? God says, I'm going to tell you what to do. Here's what you're going to do. And Paul, his name was Saul at the time, but he changed his name to Paul, is going to become the writer of the New Testament, biggest writer. He's going to be a 
an apostle to non-Jews, he is definitely, because he doesn't have anything to do with non-Jews. That would have been terrible for him before. But after God touched him, he's going to not become what he is. He's going to become what he's not. And he became an apostle to non-Jews. So it happened to me. It can happen to you. Listen to this scripture. At the end, the Bible talks about this. At the last, there'll be a trumpet sound, right? And at the trumpet sound, we will all be changed, those who believe in Jesus, those believers, because Jesus is the trumpet guy, right? Not some other religion. And the trumpet sounds, and we will all be changed. Those that are, have died, they're in their graves, they're going to come alive again. They're going to be resurrected. Those who are alive on the earth, there's going to be people alive on the earth when the end comes, the end of the age, and the trumpet sounds. And he says, and they will be also changed. In the twink, I like this, in the twinkling of an eye, in the blink of an eye, bang, you will be changed. All right? Now, do you believe that? Do you believe that's going to happen? Do you believe in that power? You need to have faith that that's going to happen and believe God for it. Well, get this though. The same power that changes you at the end of the age from mortal to immortality, from a regular body to a glorious body that brings those people out of the grave and they get a glory, glorious body like Jesus, the same power that's going to do that and change you is the same power that's here today to change you. It's not a new power, not an impossible power. That power is here to change you and can change you, like these guys I mentioned, into what you are not. Because what you are not is what's stopping you from succeeding. You, you're doing okay in who you are, but you're maxed out. You're not going to touch the world. You're not going to be amazing. You know, you're not going to have people go, wow. You're not going to do great things beyond uh, what you can do in your normal. And so stop proving yourself. Start com stop complaining. Everybody's failed you. Take responsibility for your life. And now get the power, this power of God in his mighty power. Be strong in the Lord. And it's time for you by faith to become who you are not. And you can. You can. We all can takes a little time, outgoing, strong, learn, study, because if you don't do that, you're stuck who you are because you're using all that you know to use to succeed right now, but it's not enough. God wants to help you. That's the beauty. Only in the kingdom of God can you become, through his power, something you are not. And that's what Jesus did. The Bible says he who knew no sin was, became sin for us. He didn't have any sin. Guess what? He became sin. What, what is that? He became what he's not. And then it says, so we could become the righteousness of God in Christ. So you could become something you are not. Jesus became something he is not. So you can become something you are not. What's stopping you from advancing and succeeding and growing and impressing and making more money? You need to start, stop defending who you are. Stop proving who you are. And begin to get on on the get to work on becoming who you are not, and you will succeed. And that's what most people won't do, but you can do it in the kingdom of God, right? Hey, remind you too, you know the book. Uh, speaking of that, uh, 
you know, if you only knew that book, you got to get, it's a little bit of money now, but you got to get it. You got to get caught up. And, you know, you tell people that and they go, eh, I probably read enough. And you go to your regular bookstore, you know, and I'm not against that. I'm going to have a book in there myself. But, but most of the books you're going to see are just the repeated of everything. And they're, they're ministering to your poor old self, hurting self. This book is going to tell you that America is sick and what we need to get well. The, the people, our people are sick and what they need to get well. So if you only knew, a guide to the clueless generation, it's, it is prophetic, it is strong, it's maybe things you've never heard before, maybe. So get it. Will you do that? Uh, my Absurd Religion should probably follow up on that and, and just go to morefaithmorelife.com and you can get My Absurd Religion. You probably need that to back give you some backdrop. In And by the way, the, listen, some of the big Christian bookstores took it out of their stores or asked me if they could because they it, it, they didn't want it, that stuff to be said. You know why? Because I'm telling the truth in it of how even the church, uh, modern-day church, is run by money and power and all kinds of different things, absurd things. So get that book too. Get caught up. My first book, When the Kingdom Comes, is the one I was referring to. And there's another one. Oh, I, that's, I think that's all we have up right now. And if you like music, you ought to see, find out if I can sing. Get the CD. Got to download get it. Uh, it's called You Will Restore. So that's all I got to talk about today. I hope this helped you, that you're getting around the fact that this is the greatest advice you've ever got. Be quiet. Stop complaining. No whining. Get integrity for who you are. And now become who you are not. And you will succeed and change the world and affect a lot of people right? So be strong in the Lord and his mighty power. Till next time. Bye-bye.